All right, good morning, everybody. I'm uh, Tim Smith. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at tsmith underscore co, but today we're gonna talk a little bit about growing into your IT role. Now, the reason I chose this topic was because two years ago, I worked for a reseller uh, technology company that decided to just let everybody know, hey, we're gonna close the doors, have a good day. And, um, they didn't even let the customers know. I didn't even get paychecks. Uh, we didn't get W-2s, all that fun stuff. So I, I was in a situation where I needed to find a job. So what I've realized was I had a little bit of free time. The job hunting, however, was not going so well to start with. I was looking through different job openings, right? And I'm looking down through the requirements, the qualifications that were there. And all those qualifications seemed to be higher than what I wanted, or higher than what I had, I should say, or they were things that I would be considered overqualified for. So, you know, print uh, an, uh, administrator, or, you know, like, level three top guy, CTO, that's not me. So throughout this journey, I've realized a couple things. And one of those is that in qualifications that are on the resumes there, those are mostly for the employer. That's a best case scenario for the employer. What you're gonna see on those requests are not necessarily what they're actually looking for, if that makes any sense. So what I mean by that is, one, the qualifications I find on job requests or job postings are rarely written by somebody who actually knows the role. You know, we're gonna need six years of Kubernetes. You're not gonna have that. Nobody's going to have that. Or you're gonna see like, I need you to have your uh, CCIE, your, uh, you need to be a master certified automotive technician and you need to have a Pulitzer Prize. What they're really looking for is for somebody that can hit maybe one of those, and obviously those are very bad examples, but they're looking for somebody that can hit one of those, maybe two of those, or they're looking for somebody who can hit one of those and grow up into one of those others. So when I started looking at qualifications listed on job openings, what I decided was those should be targets for me to hit within being in that role for one year. So if they said, you need to be able to administer NSX, I am not an NSX admin. I have very little networking experience. I'm the IP any any on the firewall guy. So my goal is if they said, we needed a vSphere admin, but you need to have NSX experience as well, my goal would be within that first year to have obtained a BCP network virtualization uh, to be able to have the education and certification to show these requirements that would be met. Now, don't forget, in job hunting, negotiations are everything. Everything is negotiable. So you're going to go in, you're going to talk about salary, right? You're going to talk about um, time off. You're going to talk about all those things. But don't forget to talk about negotiating the qualifications because you might have maybe educational experience maybe you've never had hands-on experience with something a lot of times that's good enough where you can say look you know I've got um, this particular course or training material I've taken let's go ahead and say that within six months I need to demonstrate some sort of deliverable that I do actually have the equivalent hands-on experience because of my book knowledge of the subject and a lot of times you might find that they'll say, okay, well, let's go ahead and say, uh, we'll start you off at this salary, but once you prove that within a six month time, then we'll be at the target salary that we negotiated for. 
So we're already starting to grow into our IT role before we've even taken the particular IT role by setting a goal of that learning path or where we want to be within that time. Also when we're talking about growing into your IT role, complacency is going to be our enemy. So whether you're getting lazy in your job. So let's say you've been at your job for a couple years and it's the same thing day in and day out. They're going to have you you know, check the backup reports every day. You're spending maybe an hour doing that. You're going to spend another hour doing this. And it's the same thing over and over again. You've gotten to the rhythm and nothing is new. Well, if you don't have time that you're dedicating to challenging yourself, you're going to get very complacent in your role and you're going to find out that the rest of the field is leaving you behind because they're learning the new technologies that are getting released. They're learning the new technologies that your company's already implementing and you're sitting here staying with the legacy technology that keeps working its way out the back door. So, try not to get complacent or lazy in the role you're at. You want to challenge yourself. So I like to say, always be learning. Um, that's kind of the thing I always tell my wife, I always tell my kids and my coworkers. It's my, my theme in my life is try to always be learning. So in my case, my role currently uh, is a solutions architect at Veeam. And I have nothing to do with Kubernetes. I have nothing to do with Python. However, I've set goals to learn Python, uh, take some Python courses, training within the next couple weeks to get that started, and then also to you know, start learning Kubernetes maybe six months from now. Because I see that those are places right, that the, the technology is heading for. So even though they're not requirements or any necessarily thing that's going to do with my current role, I want to make sure that I'm always learning, always learning something new. That way if something does come up or if my job role changes, then I'm going to be prepared perhaps for those change. So, and likewise, the always be learning is really almost synonymous with that last bullet point, right? Keep yourself challenged. Keep your job challenging. Now, what I mean by that is don't go taking on roles and responsibilities within your current role that you shouldn't have. What I mean is if, if you're an um, administrator for a company and one of your things in the morning is to make sure that the backups are all completed successfully, and that normally takes maybe an hour and a half of your time. Let's say it's a large organization. Well, one thing you can do is start automating that particular part of your job. Maybe you don't know much about automation. so. Now what you're doing is you're taking your current responsibilities that you've been doing and you're adding a new challenge into it by learning another way to do it to free up more time. So now you're challenged, you're using your natural problem solving skills, right? Because we're all in IT, we're all natural problem solvers. It's kind of in our DNA. We want to solve problems. One of those problems should be ourself. Now when we're talking about job challenges, and job hopping is something that comes up, right? Well, what if your current job is not challenging? Should you jump to a different company? I've read that on average, it should take between two to four, so I like to say an average of three years, to master the current role that you're in. So within three years time, you should be able to say, I am a master of this role. If somebody new is coming into this role, I should be able to fully train them and have the confidence to tell them what all is required of them how to do it, and so forth. So within three years' time, if your role or uh, what you need to do has not changed, you might need to look at hopping. Now, some people say that job hopping is a bad thing. 
Some people say it's a good thing. And as time has progressed on, there's been more and more job hopping, right? Some people say, well, it's the millennial thing to do. You need to stick with one company. And on the other side of that, the millennials, we, you know, we might say, well, you know, why should I stick with this company when they might fire me and give me no notice? Where's the loyalty? And there's actually a nice happy medium to that. So what you might find is if you want to challenge yourself to learn something completely new, you're probably going to drop out, excuse me, jump out to a completely different company. But a lot of times people forget, job hop within your own company. If you like the company you're working for, if you meet the three requirements, right? Good money, good boss, good culture. You know, if, if you've got that golden company that you're working for, stay there, but hop within it. So maybe you get started as a help desk. Maybe you then jump up to junior admin. It's kind of a natural growth. Maybe you work over and jump to kind of a sideways role. Maybe you want to work with the development team a little bit. You can do that in this role, start learning some of that. So maybe you do that sideways hop. You're challenging yourself in this current role to be prepared to jump sideways into dev. Maybe you don't like that or it's not working. If it's a good company, they're probably going to let you come back into your one role. You'll also see a lot of times that people might jump out of their current job to go somewhere else for six months just to come back to get a pay increase. It happens a lot. And Sometimes that's the only way to get a pay increase. So you kind of have to find that fine line between where you need to go for growth versus where you need to go for knowledge and stability, though, in your career. So if you're going to hop, don't burn bridges. Now, when we're talking about job growth or personal growth, you might see this a little bit, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, what I like about this is, is this is exactly what I went through. You know, I took, uh, I, was, I was lucky enough to have Microsoft courses at my college, so I was able to take those and go through the whole MCSC training course uh, in the university. So when I got out, I, well, when I started, I, I had no idea what was going on. When I got out, I'm like, well, I, I am an IT god. I have completed the MCSC certification track. I just didn't take any tests, but... But then over time, I realized, well, no, I don't, I don't know anything here. And then you start to hit that slump, and then you start working up and you get more confident in your skills as you gain that and you gain that confidence and you say, oh no, I am a master of this now or I am confident in my abilities to do this. And so during your growth as a person, you're going to go through this. The other thing that you might hear about is imposter syndrome. And sometimes people will um, say that it's the same thing as the Dunning-Kruger effect, but it's not. So Dunning-Kruger is more of the growth of yourself in that particular track. But imposter syndrome is something like what I had for this, right? Well, I'm not, there's more people qualified to talk about this. You know, like I've only lost one job. These people have lost five jobs. I'm not, I am not the person to talk about how to grow yourself or whatnot. And it's natural and it's actually a good thing. And everybody has imposter syndrome. You might look up to somebody like William Lamb at VMware and you're like, man, look at those blog posts he does. And, all that programming he does, and that's, I want to do that, but I guarantee you, and he's talked about it before, he's had imposter syndrome. Everybody has it, but it's a good, healthy check to say, I need to stop, evaluate myself, do I actually have knowledge? I cannot dismiss this knowledge I've already learned from the knowledge that I'm looking at up here to obtain. So don't judge yourself and your knowledge ability based on what other people have already obtained. Use your imposter syndrome as a force for good to give that constant check to say, yes, I am knowledgeable. There's places I need to grow. 
I'm working to grow those because I have a plan. So wrapping it up here, never be 100% qualified for the job you're in. If you're looking for a new job, make sure you negotiate. Yes, I can meet those qualifications within a year for you, Mr. Employer. You know, don't get complacent in your current role. You're going to get lazy, you're going to get bored, you'll get left behind. Sometimes the bad things can turn into good things. I was very happy in the company I was at. When they went under, it forced me to hop from the reseller side to the vendor side. Pay increase, satisfaction, time off, all of those things increased for me. And it ended up being a lot better than I could have ever imagined. Thank you.